Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got another great episode for you this week. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast, emailing us your questions. If you want to email us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So as always, we got to start the podcast with an update. What's up, cuz? How's life going? What's up with the family? Life so far is good. Um, You know, just facing some little issues the last week or so I noticed. And I don't know if it's more, you know, what's that word they call when you when you have a trauma and like, is it post-traumatic syndrome like or something PTSD? like that? Something like that, I guess. Stress yeah. Um, you know, you guys all know that my husband had a major injury and I've noticed some changes in my, my little son, my youngest. And I think it's like kind of like anxiety over it out of the whole situation. Cause unfortunately, you know, my kids were home when it happened and, um, you know, as much as I was telling him to go upstairs, he was nervous himself cause he wanted to know what was going on. You know, he is nine years old and I noticed that like, I don't know if it's an anxiety thing, but he all of a sudden stopped eating foods that he normally used to love to eat. And he's down to like, out of nowhere, like five different things. Really? Like and only eating five things? Yeah. And he, listen, he was always a picky eater to begin with. Yeah. Um, But the last, ever since this happened, I don't know. Maybe it's his way of, 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 I don't know, like post-traumatic syndrome or I don't know what you call it. I don't know what the whole medical word for it is, but it's like, all right, let's um, go talk to the doctor, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know, but we're down to like five foods and they're not the healthiest things. I mean, we're talking bagels, cream cheese, <laughs> we're talking waffles, we're talking hot dogs. I mean, not the healthiest things. Yeah. Well, I mean, any friends of mine I know, and I'm not saying that it's an eating disorder, but anybody with food related things, it's usually all based out of control. So yeah. it would make sense if it's coming from an anxiety based place. Yeah. Maybe he feels like he wasn't in control that day and he saw how everyone was just frantic and going crazy and screaming and crying. And, and again, I feel so guilty at this point because it's like, what could I have done better at that moment for my mm. little one not to witness what happened? But at the same time is, it was pretty screwed up. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, my husband is stuck in a machine and, you know, I'm trying to protect my little one from seeing or hearing what's going on at the same time, trying to protect my husband who's stuck in a machine and trying to get help. So it was just so many emotions going on at one time that it was pretty crazy. Now, you know, the more I sit down and think about it, I'm like, wow. So I, I think now it's just the healing process for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to just see what direction to go with with my son. But I definitely think it's a part of anxiety of, of traumatic syndrome that he faced that day. And, you know, we're working on it. We're we're working on it. But, yeah, we're down to like five foods right now. And like I said, not the healthiest. Well, I was also going to say, you know, for everybody, life's just not normal. No. So there's, you know eating and working out it's like there's a lot of people that have gained a lot of weight there's a lot of people have like lost a lot of weight <laughs> yeah <laughs> right i'm like i just i feel lucky that i'm like i've just kind of stayed the same i'm like okay i wish Didn't i could say that bad. erica <laughs> <laughs> well listen i wasn't you know it's not like i was at like my best at the beginning so i was just like we could just 
ride this out where we are, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, especially the last update you gave on Carlo was um, with school and his whole school has changed, especially being as young as he is. Yes. Like school is so different at that age than the older age. The older age, it's very like this teacher, this teacher. Exactly. There's not as much like razzle dazzle or even like colorful classrooms and Mm -hmm. like you don't have that kind of creativity anymore no my nine-year-old is going to school with plexiglass around his desk sitting six feet apart from the child next to him oh my gosh having lunch and snack on a blanket outside six feet away from his classmates wow it is so crazy right now but i can't complain because at least he's going to school right you yeah. know, so um, I try to always look at thing the positives of things, even though it's hard and it's a change. And I'm pretty sure it's also affecting him. And, and maybe that's also part of his anxiety. And so much has changed, you know, in the last eight months that maybe it's a buildup. And uh, we got to just work on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, has what has he said about school? Is he... You know, the still first, going? Was the there first fight? week he was, he was, you know, still wanting to do the whole virtual thing. Okay. Um, but I pushed through and I have to say, I'm glad I did because he, he, I feel that even though there's so many rules and regulations, he's definitely pushing through and he actually enjoys it. Well, that's good. Yeah. That at least it's good. Cause I know you were, I mean, everyone was trying to decide Yeah. what's best, where are they going to be happiest? I mean, especially that, that eating by themselves. That's just tough. Yeah. But at least, at least he's there with other peers, other True. friends, you know, at least he gets to see them, you know, that being home for all those months was kind of like, I could see how you could fall into like a depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, for know? sure. For, for kids, more, it. more, more the kids, I, I think in, in my circumstance, but, um, you know, thank God everyone's healthy. Everyone's in school and we're just chugging along. Listening to rules and regulations <laughs> and, you know, doing our thing. I know. Everything's different. That's even like, um, you know, you had the film crew over not mm-hmm. that long ago. And it's like, of course, everyone has masks on and taking all the precautions. But like, you know, like you said, like the crew and people you work with, it's like they're like family. Exactly. And I came over for one of the days and I worked one summer with them. And there were still people on the crew that I knew. Mm-hmm. And we were all were like, I want to give you a hug and you know a kiss yeah, hello no, but like we, we, we can't were, we waved yeah. to each other <laughs> which like, was hey. so weird i know it's just it's just it is odd it's such a huge adjustment um yeah i was gonna say the only the only update thing i had was i had to film something else and it was like the first time i've filmed something in a long time and i was all excited about it i got picked to do this thing just based off like my stand-up they're like we need funny people mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna say like what network and whatnot but it basically was like you're supposed to be a funny driver so as if it was like an Uber or a Lyft or something. And you have a passenger gets in your seat and they're going to, at the end of the ride, rank how funny you are and you compete against another comedian. Oh boy. So you're like, okay. But with all that stuff, you're always like, it's some kind of idea. You, you know, you try to do whatever you can in your career to see what works, what doesn't. Right. But you know, you're kind of excited. You're like, I got picked. There's so many people that apply and you go. And even just the process of checking in, everyone gets a COVID test. We're in our like separate tents. But they had us separated. I was with the other comedian. Okay. And there were these other people. So we didn't even fully know what was going on. Well, that's a red flag right there. Oh, yeah. Like, we were like, (laughs) I was like, what have you been told? And then this was the biggest red flag. So there's, like, a couple different, you know, producers as you do it. And we see this one producer, like, go over and talk to the other table. And then they don't come over and talk to us. And then a different person comes to us. But we could hear a little bit of their conversation. It was much longer. And they come to us and they're just like, how you guys doing? We're like, 
good. Yeah, oh like boy, I, Erica, I'm yeah. so I'm surprised I at know, you. Like you're in just, the TV business and too know. long to, to not you know catch these red flags. I know, but you're like, but it's a weird time because it's like a lot of us are out of work, so you're like, okay, well I'm getting paid mm-hmm. for this day. And, but the whole time we're just trying to piece stuff together, like something feels off. It doesn't feel right. And you know what? And you knew, even when I was dealing with paperwork before going, I got like the same paperwork sent to me like five times from like a couple different people. And I'm like, I keep submitting the same paperwork. I don't understand what, like yeah, uh, well, no. you knew then you're like, this is not organized. I have it's no idea. It's just one set of papers, Erica. It, it, I set. know. I know now. Like, <laughs> you know, but this was my first kind of, I guess, filming thing that I got that you're like, okay. And mm-hmm. you're like, you said, you try to be positive. You, you want to be easy to work with because whoever works production one place works it for another. Right. So you're like, okay, being easygoing. And then it's like, right before we're supposed to film, there's two comedians that film before us. They get out, they come sit at our table and we're like, what's up? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. And they go, they want you to perform material. And we were like, what? And like, don't they want you to just do your act to the passenger in the car? And we're like, that was never once said to us ever, ever, ever. And that sounds like a terrible idea. Wow. (laughs) And, you know, then a producer comes over and is kind of like, oh, blah, blah. And I was with a guy and he was like blatantly not happy. And he was saying a lot. So I kind of was like, I'm just going to not really speak i'm gonna let him be the upset one even Uh though i feel the same way but like he's the one that like has an agent so i'm like he already was like texting his agent agent calling like so i'm kind of like i'm just gonna sit here but the hardest part was like if the other comic didn't want to back out then i felt like i couldn't back out because i felt like i'd be letting them down or then we probably both don't get paid i don't know yeah so it's such a just trying time you're like but we did it and i (laughs) Remember, like, you do one car at one passenger, and you're like, all right, that was rough. But you're like, okay, maybe I'll get the hang of it. And they just got worse each car. Oh, boy. And the worst is, like, talking to the producer after they're being like, oh, like, no. They're like, no, it's great. They're like, we were laughing in the car. They're like, people that watch it, they'll laugh. And I'm like, I don't think you understand how stand-up comedy works. I'm like, this is a nightmare. This is the worst gig I've ever done. Yeah, no, no, In my life, it's filmed, and now it's going to be on YouTube. Now, uh, listen, it, you're bringing back memories of something that occurred with with us, the very, very, very beginning of Cake Boss. And, you know, when you have a new show, you're trying to gauge different audiences to see which direction you're going to go in. And I remember the very first, literally the very first episode And I'm not even going to get into details, but put it this way. I put my foot down and it was either going to be a show or there was not going to be a show. Mm. But I'll tell you this much. My famous line that first episode was, this show is not going to break my family apart. Mm. So it's either we're going to do it as a family and we're all going to be on board and be happy or we're not going to do it. Right. You know, and and we we're a very tight-knit family. We're close. We're not really drama like, you know, and, and listen, is there drama in families? Of course there is. Right. But it's it's genuine drama. It comes from love. It comes from caring. And um yeah, but you know what? It, thank God I did put my foot down because we had a really successful show and it was based on our reality on mm-hmm. our lives and 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 we were happy to share that with the world oh yeah i mean with any reality tv 
producers try to like push mm-hmm. or manipulate a little bit because they're just doing their job they're like exactly. we're trying to make an exciting show exactly people want to know what's going on or some kind of angle and that was even with the producers with my situation they, they try to like pair you against the comedian and make you like kind of talk shit in your little interviews and i'm like they're like do you know you know this comedian i'm like yeah i'm like well, i remember doing open mics with it like he's my friend <laughs> like and you know and they're kind of like they well, do you think you're gonna you. beat him and i'm like i don't know like I'm like, this is anybody's game. I'm performing in a car. I'm like, this is the worst idea I've ever had. But also, but like the thing you said, like either you're in or you're out. That's why I felt like, well, he's going to do it. So I should do it. Because it kind of was like, I was kind of looking at him like, you want to walk? I'll walk. Yeah. I was just so mad. And it was like, I've never felt so defeated after a gig. You were tricked. Yeah, you're tricked. And it's also, I hated the producers lying to me after. Like I looked at them and I was like, no, I know what this is. I'm like, this. people are going to laugh at us. They're not laughing with us. I was mm-hmm. like, no one's going to watch that and go, oh, Erica Spear is a very funny comedian. I was like, they're going to watch that and be like, oh, this girl sucks. She should quit. Like, which it's just like, yeah, now it's on the internet for the world to see. Right? Because it's, it's like, when I do a show, if I have a show go bad, it's like, it's one show. Yeah. That's not getting sent to the world. Uh-huh. And it happens. But it's like, man, I went home and I was like, um, I just was like, I was like, I need a drink. I need to like call a friend. Oh, that kind of like, sucks. But it, you know yeah. what? I know exactly where you're coming from because you know, it took us, you know, we filmed for years. So it, it took me a couple years to, because, you know, you did these interviews, these yeah. these hour long interviews, and you start to gauge on what they want you to say mm-hmm. and how you say it. And they, they take the same question and they reword it 10 different times to see your reaction 10 different times. Mm. Well, I kind of got into what they were trying to do. Now, after 10 years, I know exactly how to answer. I know exactly what to say. And if they try to switch the words around and ask me again, I laugh at them and say, go ahead, ask it to me 10 other different ways. You're still going to get the same answer. <laughs> yeah, right. That was like, um, oh, my God, who is that athlete that got in trouble because he didn't show up to post-game interviews because uh-huh. they were twisting stuff? And he just he showed up to his next one. And any question they asked him, he just went, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Because it's in his contract <laughs> that he has to show up. And it's one of the funniest clips I've ever seen. But it's basically like, yeah, you got to just listen to your gut with that stuff. Yeah. And I remember calling my one friend who's like, she's got a Netflix special, Taylor Thomason, she's killing it. And she immediately was like, anytime you're in that situation, she goes, call me. She goes, you need someone to just double check your gut and go, yeah, you can walk away. She's like, you don't have to do all the opportunities that are in front of you, even though it's such a hard business, you feel like you do. Yeah. But she was like, oh, at any point you could walk away. She goes, or you could have filmed the whole thing and not signed the release and just That's left. true. I was just going to say that to you. Yeah. You could have, you know, been there because you, you committed, but then not signed the release and said, I have to talk to, you know, my lawyer or my agent before yeah. I sign this. But that was me and the comedian reconvened. I was like, are you signing it? And he was like, to be honest with you, I need the money. And I was like, all right, then I'll sign it. So it kind of felt like, a, yeah. I'm only like doing a mutual this because you're thing. doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, I didn't, like I lost. I'm like, I don't even care that I lost. Like yeah. I was like, get me home. Or my best clip probably was they interviewed you post and they're like, so if you were to do this again, like what would you do differently? I was like, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I just straight up was like, I wouldn't do it. And I said the name of the famous person's network it was. I was like, and you could tell them that uh-huh. I would never do this. It's a terrible idea. Because that person also isn't there. I'm like, I don't even yeah. think they know what we went through all day. They probably don't. I have to be honest. They probably don't. But yeah. you know what? That was a really sucky situation for you. And, and, you know, I'm sorry that you went through that. You know, but again, for next time, don't sign the release. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, the only plus side is I'm like, I always get the question and they're like, oh, you do comedy? They're like, what's the worst show you ever done? Like, no one wants to know the best. I'm like, oh, the worst? <laughs> now you got an answer <laughs> the for The worst? <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. It's right there. <laughs> it's, now you got an answer for them. I tried to perform yeah. for one person in a car. It was 
God. That's so funny. Yeah. But listen, I get where you're coming from. But I have to say, you know, filming Cake Boss for 10 plus years, 12 plus years now, you know, I, I love our producers. Now now they're family. Yeah. And uh, we know the direction of our show. So so I don't have to ever worry about how they're asking it, what they're asking anymore. That's just, it's, it's a great family show. Exactly. Or also... If anyone's ever put in situations of like, you don't want to answer a question, you can not answer it. There you go. Yeah, probably the best to just stop talking at that point. Yeah, and that was um, other comics I knew that did it. They were like, what? And I told them, I go, oh, the third one, I just stopped. Yeah. And they were like, that didn't even occur to me that that's an option. I'm like, I know, because everyone's egging you on mm-hmm. and you feel like you're going to let all these people down. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, sometimes you just got to look out for yourself. Yeah. You're right. You're that's, absolutely right. Well, no matter what you do, no matter what business. Well, I'm pretty God. sure you learned your lesson there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, geez. Well, can't wait. Anyway, uh, we got some fan emails to get into this week. Let's so. do it. You guys want to email us your questions. It's uh, whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. Thank you for sending in. And as always, uh, leave us a little review for the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, it helps us climb the charts. And we're going to get into this one this week. So it's called Work or Stay Home. Okay. What's up, cuz? I'm loving the podcast. Lisa, I think it's awesome that you used to be a surgical technologist because that is my career. I said, that's nice. I missed it. <laughs> you do, do you miss working? I do miss working. Well, that is literally what this email is about. Uh, I'm having an inner dilemma about whether to continue to work or stay home with my kids. They are five years old and eight months. All through school, my family was there to help me with babysitting for my older kid. I was lucky enough to get a job five months before graduation, but I had no days off. Monday through Wednesday, we're clinicals. Tuesday through Friday, we're spent in class. I worked 12-hour shifts Saturday and Sunday. Then when I graduated, I got the chance to be on the heart team. And the same day I accepted, I found out I was pregnant with my second kid. Here I was, a new grad, about to train for one of the most intense specialties in surgery. And now I'm pregnant. But I decided to go for it because my family supported me. And it was always my dream to scrub hearts. Now that I'm at my dream job, I find myself wishing I could stay home to be with my kids, even though I know I will be missing my job. When did you decide to leave your job? Did you ever regret it and miss it? I'm torn. Any advice is appreciated. All right. So let me start saying that um, I loved being a surgical technologist. Um, Growing up, I always wanted to be in the medical field of some sort. Um, And it's funny because till this day, everyone in my family says that I should have went on to be a doctor because everyone comes to me for all their medical questions. I don't know why. (laughs) I guess because you're not grossed out, maybe? No, I'm definitely not grossed out. And and when everyone comes to me, I'm like, do I have MD after my name? Because last that I checked, I did not. (laughs) Yeah, well. But um, being a surgical technologist was the quickest way for me to get into the medical field and do what I loved without the years and years of, you know, is college, it, basically. Can I ask how many years? Is it, is it a two-year? It's a two-year program. Two-year, okay. Yeah, it's a two-year program. Um, and I loved it because I loved the guts and glory. I loved being in an operating room, and I loved the anatomy of the body, and everything just amazed me on how the organs worked and, and the veins and the heart and Listen, my, my favorite type of surgery were the, the C-sections, delivering babies. Well, I was going to ask, was there a specialty you were placed in? Um, I did everything. It's just everything. I You're did room everything. room to room to room. I went, wow. whatever room I was placed in that day, whatever was going on in that room is what I did. That's it. So 
I did from knee replacements to hip replacements to brain surgeries to eye surgeries. Jesus, you really saw it all. I saw it all. I saw every part of the body. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so I did. I absolutely loved it. Now, when I met my husband, um, you know, we were dating and I always knew that my future was going to be, you know, raising raising my children if possible, you know, mm-hmm. whoever I met, if if I was able to stay home and raise my children, that would have been my priority. Even though I loved what I did. But again, I was also young. I was 19 years mm-hmm. old, 21 when I got married. I was already in the field working for two, two plus years. Um, so what I thought then is very different than what I think now. Okay. Um, now going back to this question, she says that she has great family support. If I was in her position and I had my, and, and I did have my dream job, but she seems to have her dream job right now. There's no reason why she can't have her dream job and raise her children when she has a supportive family. True. Because to me, when you have a supportive family, Again, I don't know how big her family is. You know, I don't know if this consists of three days of 12-hour shifts. Um, it all depends on the circumstances. So, for instance, if she's working three days for 12-hour shifts, you know, she basically has to worry about sitters for three days. And if she has family support, maybe, you know, one day one family member takes the two kids and another day another family does. And maybe one day the kids do go to daycare for one day Mm -hmm. for socialization aspects, you know? Yeah. Sometimes kids love to be around other kids. And if it's for one day, why not? Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, I feel that as a mom, you also, even though you, you listen, anyone could tell you if you're a stay at home mom, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Full-time plus Mm -hmm. take it from me. But I also feel as a person, um, you need you need some sense in your life you need some normalcy and you need to get up in the morning and have a routine and feel worthy is that the right probably way i'm trying yeah, to say it's some type of purpose i purpose. guess that's outside yeah. of kids because i mean i'm not a mom but it's also like there comes a point where you know your kid then like wants to hang out with their friends and i feel like i've seen a lot of friends of mine kind of go through like okay now that my kids are grown enough and have their own social life and their own lives. Where does that leave me? Right. Yeah. Then they feel like, oh, now what do I do? Exactly. They don't need me as much. Exactly. And and I think that if if I'm thinking correctly, if she has the opportunity to work these three days a week, 12-hour shifts, mm-hmm. and she has family support, I think that it's actually really healthy for her to stay with her job. Because it'll make her feel like she has a purpose in her own world. At the same time, she has children that are being tended to by her family or his family. And I, I think that actually will, will make you happy in life. It'll give you a great relationship with your husband, great relationship with your kids. Because you're not with them every single day, seven <laughs> days a week. Right. And it'll make you feel good as a person. And, and as a woman myself, when I feel like, when I feel good about myself and when I, you know, feel like I'm, I have a purpose, 
everything around you just changes. Everything around you is very positive. Your kids are happy. Your husband's happy. Mm -hmm. I, I think that if she could stick with her job, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, the thing about jobs is you can always leave. Exactly. It's much harder, I think, to get back into the workforce. Absolutely. Because I've had friends even do that with, like, switching to part-time. Yeah. Um, or even just, like, you're at one company and you're just trying to get a foot in the door to another company. So, like she said with, you know, she's on the heart team. It's like she's sitting there being like, man, this... I didn't think that would even happen. I loved my job before, and now I'm getting the top of the top. Exactly. That I wanted. That I'm like, yeah. It's. I say you got to write it out. Especially. I mean, your kid's already eight months, so it sounds like it sounds like she's having this dilemma going back to work right now. Yeah. And, what I would assume. And you know, kids start school like when they're two and a half, three years old these days, and it's like it's only temporary because right. then if the kids are in school till you know. 12 or 1 o'clock because I know when they're younger they go less then whoever's watching them that day really doesn't have them all day mm -hmm. and then you know depending on when dad gets home you know it, it's really four or five hours of the day so I just feel like and, and the great opportunity about this is because when I was in the medical field we didn't have three days 12 hour shifts we were working five days a week five days, eight yeah. hour shifts mm -hmm. so I think actually these three-day, 12-hour shifts are 100 times better because you're getting your hours in in three days and you have four days to spend with your family. I mean, my cousin basically does this. She's a PA. Mm -hmm. and she does. She actually does overnights, wow. which to me is crazy. I but know. she's like, but I like that it's three days. Uh -huh. And she said, and also then I'm with the kids in the morning and then essentially they go to school yeah. and then she goes to bed. So, yeah. I mean, you figure a way to make it work. It's never easy, exactly. obviously. But, I mean, I, I'm... I'm I'm from the generation that most of the people I know getting married, it's they're keeping jobs. It's it's like most families now are two income households. You mm -hmm. kind of have to be. And it's also the generation of like for women, it was like, yeah, go to college, get your own career. Like that's the side I grew up on. And it's also very like, yeah, I think when it's when you leave, it's it is hard to go back. So I think it's kind of it's worth at least trying. You got to stick it through. It's only a couple years because then the kids are off in school. Yeah. Stick and it I, through if you enjoy your job that much. Right. But that's it's the main thing. Yeah. And it's like you're going to, you're unfortunately going to feel guilty either way. If you take the job, you work the job, there's going to be days you feel guilty or you're, you're not home with your kid. But then when you're home with your kid, there's going to be days you're like, man, I wish I had that job. Exactly. You <laughs> always want what you don't have, basically. Exactly. But um, I think in this situation, it's three days a week and you could have it all. I think you could. I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. Or if you can't and on this team, then you could do a different team. Yeah. But I agree. It's worth trying. And it's also, I mean, nice to have someone that is in the medical field in the family. That always helps. Exactly. And just take it one day at a time. You know, I always look at things at one day at a time, not as a whole. Because mm -hmm. I feel like when you look at things as a whole, and, and listen, no one can predict the future. Right. I don't care what anyone says. No one predicts the future. You got to just do what's good for you. And, and your husband and kids or your partner and kids and and just take it one day at a time and if you're not happy change it <laughs> yeah it's true. very easy <laughs> and, and hopefully whoever you know is with you is on board exactly. supporting you too i'd hate i hate to hear that you're hearing pressure because it I, it is a, is a joint decision but it is also your happiness exactly and it matters. bottom line is what makes you happy because if you're not happy everyone around you is not happy <laughs> <laughs> that's true for everybody for sure um I think that's it. We all have for today. Great. So thank you guys for listening. Again, you guys want to email us your questions. It's what's up cause pod 
at gmail.com and leave us a little rating and review it helps us climb those itunes charts and you can find us on instagram at lisa velasco four and i'm at sparica and we will see you guys next week thank you so much for listening guys till next time yeah, thanks bye